BorderCast podcast is a product of BorderCast.com. We are a dedicated team of meteorologists that provide weather forecasts, discussions, and analysis specific to Boulder County. If you want to receive email notifications for our posts, look for the subscribe button on our homepage. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at BoulderCast. If you have questions or comments or would like to suggest a topic for future shows, message us at contact at BoulderCast.com. BoulderCast, a Boulder take on weather. Welcome to the BoulderCast podcast. Andy here, Ben, and Matt joining us tonight in Longmont. Hello. Live from Longmont. And we haven't seen Matt in a while because all of us have been on Christmas break. Yeah. And New Year's, getting drunk. (laughs) (laughs) You had to bring that up. (laughs) Yes, please tell us that story. (laughs) Well, if I must... I guess we could start there. Sure. <laughs> if you want. So. You've been busy. So I was in Alabama from the 20th through the 30th, and I got back in town on the on the evening of the 30th, and then the next day I went out to eat with my girlfriend's family, and that night her sister convinced us to go out with a group of her friends, and we went out to a bar in downtown Denver, and it started off not being that crazy, not that hectic, and then it turned into just a shots fiasco. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, some of her, some of the friends that were in the group just decided that it would be a good idea to just order rounds of shots every five or ten minutes and just continue to do it over a two-hour span okay and and over that's not good so over that time we my girlfriend and i accumulated quite a bit but nowhere near as much as a few of the other folks so that's good you guys in one bar all night or do you switch it up one bar all night and then to a hotel that's good (laughs) we were responsible that's good yeah it was uh, pretty cold out. It was brutal. <laughs> yeah. Single digits or something? Yeah, I think the low in Denver that night was around 4 or 5 Fahrenheit. Wow. So we, and we woke up after sleeping in the hotel. Uh, we got to the hotel at about 3 a.m. We woke up at about 7 because we didn't want to stay in the hotel. We wanted to drive back home to Longmont. So we did that. And it was nice. (laughs) (laughs) Good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. New Year's. It was a good, good celebration. (laughs) Happy New Year. (laughs) So. Um, Wait, when you were in Alabama, was there any talk about the, like, national championship? Weren't they in there? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, you're not not a fan, are you? It's all people talk about down there. Yep. Alabama football. I don't even know if they won. Yeah, it's all people talk about. It was it's like and, the Olympics, I guess, <laughs> for the Southeast. Oh, they don't know. They don't know what the Olympics are down there. <laughs> but man, it was it was hot down there. It's like on Christmas Day, the high temperature was eighty Fahrenheit. Wow. 
Yeah, I remember everyone complaining. And the the whole, whole east. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean... Complaining about warm weather? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want warm weather on Christmas. It's true. It's true. Only I would complain about that. <laughs> yeah. In New York City, I think the high was 72. I think they shattered their previous record. I think most places yeah. in the Northeast shattered their Boston? previous record. <laughs> it was just anomalously warm everywhere. And yeah. It was no different where I was. I mean, 80 degrees on Christmas Day. I was, I was on the driving range the day after Christmas. Hitting golf balls. Nice. Wow. Yeah. And not in Boulder. We got snow. Yeah. <laughs> it's the way it should be. <laughs> yeah. So did you uh did you guys go home for Christmas? I didn't. I went home, yeah. 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 I was there for about a week. Yeah. Yeah. Any uh warm weather or uh yeah, I mean we were in the fifties, maybe six sixty one or two days. The main thing was like the huge flooding that we saw. Oh right. After Christmas. Was like it from two. St. Louis or was it from like upstream? It was upstream, like a system I think that impacted Colorado, but came from Arizona mm-hmm. and just kept shoving all this moisture from the Gulf straight up. Like where though? Like straight up the Midwest. Like uh Iowa? It uh, came down from like Texas and then like pushed east, and oh. yeah, it's like three days of rain. We had like eleven inches of rain in three days. Oh my! You did? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Two oh. of the highways. That's your dream. Two of the highways were flooded. <laughs> it was like 2013 all over again. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I didn't hear anything about that. Oh. Sounds yeah. like you guys were uh-huh. in between the the warm spell to the east and. The cold, the extreme cold to the west. Yeah, that system pushed. That was the same system. Yeah, it pushed through, and then we got chilly again. And then I think I only saw the sun maybe once uh, <laughs> out of the whole week. Yeah, we didn't have much sun. <laughs> yeah, we aside from the day I arrived in the southeast into Louis Armstrong Airport in New Orleans, I didn't see the sun. So, yeah, it was pretty depressing. That is disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 80 degrees on Christmas? What do you want? <laughs> yeah. What do I want? <laughs> well, I, I moved to Colorado, so. Yeah. Can't be going home for Christmas, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah but Christmas on, snow on Christmas. Eventually, it's going to have to stop, and my family's going to come up here. Yeah. It's gonna You're getting to. too old for this. Oh, can't yeah. be traveling. <laughs> <laughs> see. See, anything else new? <sighs> In the area of podcast land. <laughs> <laughs> well, you took your uh, comps question. I did, yeah. Which apparently went well. And you're about 99.9% sure? I'm about, well, not 99.9. <laughs> I'd say 99.0% okay. sure. 1% chance of failure. So, yeah, it was, I studied pretty hard. I had a really bad episode of food poisoning a few days before the exam, so I, I was kind of panicking during that 36-hour period when I was going through that. But once I got over it, just studied, studied previous exams, got angry over those previous exams because I thought, oh my goodness gracious, how does she expect us to know this? And yeah, and then come, come exam day, I'm prepared for the worst and it was a pretty simple exam, not going to lie. <laughs> Don't give future A-talkers hope. Yeah. Exactly. 
because... It's usually hard. <laughs> yeah, usually. Yeah. Did you take a gander at the other questions, or did they only give you that one? Well, I only had to answer one of the two questions that I was presented. Oh, you so. weren't given the other four? No, because I passed them last year. Did you even gander at the chemistry question? No. <laughs> didn't even... It could have been like, write your name, 100 points. Didn't even take it. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't even look at it after you did the other one and just kind nope. of... I well okay that's not true, I I looked at the chemistry one first and thought okay it's there it's an option and then I looked at the radiation one and I didn't look back <laughs> and that was it you didn't like a doodle like what Ben did after he took comps oh really he was like doodling on the back of the test exam was he really did I finish like. <laughs> How many hours do you get? Six or eight? You get six. You you go from nine to noon, then you get a lunch break for an hour, and then you go from one to four. Okay. Yeah. I finished around, like, I'd say two. <laughs> <laughs> and I started drawing this epic, like, mural on the back of my uh, test. <laughs> it took me, like, an hour to do that, and then I left. That's awesome. <laughs> but I drew, like, this penguin, like, I don't know, Antarctica. <laughs> That is impressive. Yeah. You must have... Uh, I'll have to find it and post the picture. You must have been really bored of that exam. It was pretty good. I don't know. No one was leaving, so I was like, oh, what am I going to do for another two more hours? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even want to try the chemistry question. Andy, did you uh, did you finish your comps exam pretty quickly? No. I mean, I was pretty much close to the time limit. Yeah. Maybe ten minutes before. I don't remember what happened. Did, like, did, we, did I like leave and meet you at home or what? Or was I, I think you waited outside somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember what happened. I'm not really sure. I don't really want to think about comps day. Never <laughs> again. It was a stressful day. <laughs> so last year when I took it, I had the plan in mind to answer the clouds and aerosols, dynamics one, and oceanography question the first three hours. And I pretty much achieved that goal. So uh, in the second half, all I had to do was answer the Dynamics 2 question and the Chemistry question. So Mm. I took about an hour and a half to answer the Dynamics 2 question, and then that left me an hour and a half to answer the Chemistry question. And But at that point, I had completely blanked out. Mm. (laughs) So that actually happened? You blanked out? Sadly, yeah. <laughs> like, I forgot everything. Oh. Yeah. Because you're allowed one page of notes with one-inch margins all across. Back in front? No, just front. For one class? For, for each class. Yeah, okay. So you had six so of them? Yeah, six of them. <laughs> six sheets of paper. Yep. <laughs> and I forgot everything. I looked at my... I frantically looked at my cheat sheet to see if there were any sort of notes that could just... I remember that. Chemistry was hard. Yeah. The notes weren't helping. Yeah, so this year, I basically concluded that it was going to be radiation or bus. (laughs) And luckily, radiation was nowhere near a bust. (laughs) That's good news. Yeah. So, I'm through that hurdle, finally. Yeah. Well, we have a good... Good podcast outline today. Mm-hmm. Um, something interesting. Um, in theory. In, in addition to our usual weekly weather discussion of the past week, we're going to talk about the year 2015 in review. Woo! Not only discuss yeah. 
Boulder and what happened in Boulder through the year, but also across the country. And uh, talk about hurricanes, talk about droughts and other extreme activities. So. El Nino and a tornado. <laughs> yeah. So what do you, Got a lot of good stuff. So what do you say? Should we uh, start it up? Let's get the ball rolling. So the past week, which would be... <sighs> The... So we just recorded a podcast, yeah. like four days ago. <laughs> so, so this would yeah. be January 11th through the 15th. Through the 14th. Through the 14th, yeah. Unless you want to <laughs> include tomorrow. It's true. You can include the next, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, you want to start us off, Ben? Because you got it up on your computer. <laughs> Do I? Yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah, not much went on. The words worthy of really discussing. Yeah, well, we had, in the last four days. Well, we had a warm up which we hadn't seen since December, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, we've. When so, whenever I was, I was actually in a in Midway, Utah, this past weekend, getting my scuba, scuba diving certification, uh-huh. and it was right. it was quite cold out there. I mean, we. I mean, when we arrived on Friday. We drove over Strawberry Pass in the Wasatch Mountains, mm-hmm. and I mean the radar showed absolutely nothing. But when drive over that pass, mm-hmm. there was constant snowfall. Was during, it heavy? During the, yeah, at times it huge was. Huge flakes. Pretty huge flakes. Mm-hmm. So it must have been a really localized event, and you Still probably had some beam blockage occurring. Oh yeah. So coming from Grand Junction. Yeah, Grand Junction or maybe even Salt Lake. So yeah. So uh, with that, so with that in mind, it was kind of caught me by surprise because I'm driving. So, so uh, but then over the weekend we continued to get some snowfall, and then Sunday I think it started to started to clear out as we drove back. But what city were you in? We were in um, Midway, Utah, which is just to the south of Park City. And Park City is about 45 minutes to the southeast of Salt Lake. Okay. So. Did you get snow there? And it was cold? We got snow there. It was really cold. The high was around 30. And the lows were well into the single digits, sometimes hitting zero. And, yeah, it was it was pretty brutal. And there was way more snow out there than there than there is here. Way more. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. They've had a pretty good... Flow. Yeah, exactly. Westerly, northwesterly. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it was it was it was pretty fun to to go out there and experience that. But, awesome. Yeah. Wow. Don't sell Boulder Shore. We've had miserable snow on the ground for thirty thirty days today. Yeah. I think it was December fifteenth. Do you know what the record is? No, I'm sure it's more than that. It's probably like a hundred days. Close, probably like sixty or more days. I don't know. You think, I don't know. I don't know where I would find that. Yeah. Do you think they keep up with that anywhere? My advisor, past they advisor, do. used to tell me, I don't know where he found it, but I think they keep track of it. But it's probably on the NOAA website or something like that. Oh yeah, you. They have daily values all the way back to like nineteen fifty. Oh, actually, they take a daily snow depth measurement. Actually, if I remember correctly, if if you go to NCDC, you can find information like that, mm-hmm. like how much how much snow is on the ground day by day by day. Yeah, 
So, yeah, hmm. you can keep up with that. Okay. Yeah. So we could see what that would be, but mm-hmm. I'm yeah. guessing we're nowhere near a record. I mean, it's been cold, but... Yeah, yeah. It Has was it colder been? in the first part of the century. Yeah. So... That's true. Who knows? But yeah, the last week... Slightly moderating temperatures a little bit. Yeah, we actually had our... We got into the low 50s twice on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. And, um, yeah, pretty warm. Yeah. Yeah, when I went into work this morning, uh, <sighs> I have mentioned it before, but I always run into the MIC uh, at NOAA for oh, the yeah. weather service. Mm-hmm. What'd she say? And I just walk by to go to the bathroom, and then she's like, he's wearing shorts. He always says that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, it hits 40 once, and they wear shorts. Yeah. <laughs> That's the threshold. <laughs> That's my threshold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty warm. We had some good sunsets as a result of the, that westerly flow. Yeah. A couple uh, Chinook Arch setups. Yeah, some nice high clouds. It was nice to see the downslope once, for once. You know, that's something we expect here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the climatology is, but we haven't had that much windstorms compared to other La Nina years. Yeah. In the past four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe El Nino has a less chance of getting downslope winds. Yeah, perhaps. Is that because the jet is maybe, the polar jets maybe more into Canada and the subtropical jets from the south? I think that's probably a good Whereas in La Nina, it's more like more into Wyoming and right. Colorado. Mm-hmm. And That's maybe, my guess, and, and maybe the the polar jet is just stronger then. So, oh yeah. So because I know because I know one of the one of the main mechanisms you need for downsloping windstorms is for is not just westerly flow to the west of us, but and a long westerly wind fetch. And yeah. the longer that wind fetch is, the better the chance our chances are for a down for a strong downslope wind here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, perhaps, perhaps, and, you know, since we're in an El Nino, you know, the subtropical jet's too far south, and the polar jet is too far north, or doesn't Possibly. even exist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think, Ben? Through the week, it was pretty interesting how, at least at my place, we're getting rapid changes in temperature, just based on tiny wind shifts. So, I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, you mentioned. I mentioned it. One but... night. But it's just like we get a you know a strong westerly wind gust and it would shoot the temperature up to like forty five degrees in the middle of the night and then the wind would shift back to easterly and that would completely drop the temperature like thirty degrees in ten minutes <laughs> and it would just go up and down like overnight a bunch of times so it's pretty crazy yeah yeah I posted on our Twitter and Facebook a, just a picture from the one night. Where it was six degrees at your house, Matt, and it was thirty-nine <laughs> at mine. Oh my goodness! <laughs> that's like, and even at Andy's house, it would have been about twelve degrees. That's a gradient. <laughs> that is a <laughs> gradient. And look at that gradient right there: eleven degrees to thirty-seven degrees. That's like a cold across thing. like three miles. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. remarkable. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, and but yeah, we had I saw that all week. Mm-hmm. Somebody even had negative three degrees. I don't know how that was possible. 
Wow. <laughs> wow. Just east of Longmont. <laughs> what was the other weekend? There was like in the morning hours or late evening. It was like foggy at my place. But then I drive into Boulder. Oh, yeah. And the fog's gone. It that could was, be that downslope. Yeah. Kind of yeah. shielding us from the fog. I think so. Drying us out. Because mm-hmm. at the time we had these 40 degree temperatures, the dew point was like negative 10. Mm. So, and you were probably sitting at a temperature and a dew point of like 10. Yeah, 10, probably. Yeah. <laughs> in like freezing fog. Yeah, it was like freezing fog, yeah. It was really localized to the foothills. Well, I guess Denver was pretty warm too. It's weird. Yeah. Well, just recall that all of last year, we didn't have that many downslope windstorms. Yeah, it was kind of unusual. It was, it was a very <laughs> quiet year for that for that pattern. Yeah, and and now this year I think we're off to a to a faster start. It seemed like it, yeah. Yeah, but certainly I don't think we'll be on record pace for downslope windstorms like perhaps 2014. Yeah, or even 13 or 12. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all those years. <laughs> yeah, and we actually had it was kind of windy today. Which, yeah, I don't know if we expected it or kind of caught us by surprise, I would say. Yeah, I don't know what the so the strongest gust I see was at Mesa Lab. Typically. Which it always is. <laughs> 65 miles an hour. Wow. At about 6.30 p.m. today. Oh, wow. And yeah, that's they, pretty good. In the afternoon, they had one over 60 as well, around 2 p.m. That's near hurricane force strength. Yes, as you would say as an oil forecaster in the Gulf. That's right. <laughs> hurricane force winds. What? There's a hurricane? Yeah, that's the one mistake I made at that job. <laughs> yeah. Panic mode for everyone. But, yeah. Yeah, I did a short hike after work this evening, and it was pretty windy up at uh, Chautauqua. Yeah. So. But as soon as you hiked in just a little bit, like a mile... The wind was, you were pretty shielded, so that was nice. Yeah, I could really feel the, driving up 36, coming back to Boulder, you could really feel the, my car was getting blown. Yeah, that's usually, like, means it's right. pretty windy then. I mean, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> like Highway 93 or anything, but. So what was the high temperature in Boulder today? Oh, uh, we actually had a midnight high, so we had, it was near 50. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, we got... We dropped down to like 30 in the morning and then got back up to like 46. That's pretty good. So, not terrible. Yeah. I don't know what the, let's see what the airport got for wind gusts. Uh, I see 48 miles an hour at 2 p.m. today, so. Yeah. It was pretty gusty all day. Yeah, midnight high. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so then pretty much dry all week. Yeah. Nothing to speak of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of embedded in a uh, northwesterly flow right now in the in the large-scale pattern. Yeah, kind of a weak ridge that yeah. kind of pushed east from Utah. How do you guys think we get the... So yesterday we had downslope, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But the mountains were completely sunny. And we had the big cloud deck over the plains. You know, the, sh- the wave cloud almost. Mm-hmm. But 
Today, the plains were sunny, and the mountains had a cap cloud. Right. And it was probably snowing pretty significantly up there. Yeah. So I wonder, like, what what do you think the difference is? Some type of stable layer, or well, just more moisture today? I know there was that shortwave pushing in from western. That's into, what I was... Yeah. Into western Colorado. So what do you think that's doing? It's, well, definitely creating upslope, but yeah, it's also it can... bringing in moisture from the Pacific. Maybe, is my guess. Mm-hmm. Could be generating some, uh, some, some lifting in the in the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yesterday we had like large scale subsidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. that's that's my guess. I don't know. You could just tell yesterday it was going to be a really good sunset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you text me and <laughs> I was like sunset warning. I was thinking it was. <laughs> it delivered. Yeah. Did you see? Yeah, I saw pictures. Oh, just pictures everywhere. Yeah, everyone saw a lot yeah. of pictures on Twitter. and I know. <laughs> people from Denver taking them. Yesterday I was teaching labs during that time, so I didn't get a chance to go outside. Why? It was so sad. Yeah. <laughs> you got to take your students outside when you got that kind of I know. wave cloud set up. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like perfect. No clouds over the mountains. Perfect cloud over the city. Yesterday was kind of a critical day for... For teaching because it's the first day. Oh yeah. So get your respect from your students. <laughs> have to go over the syllabus and and uh, yeah, get your respect from the students. <laughs> Lay down the law of the land. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the pictures I did see were just spectacular. Yeah. On that sunset. It was also really good the day before, but not as good. Mm-mm. We didn't have the. The wave cloud set up exactly the same. Yeah. It was a little bit. No, yesterday was by far the best. Oh. Yeah. Did you guys... Well, never mind. All right. Forget that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we... So we were forecasting uh, basically 40s and 50s most of the week. Tomorrow we'll get a cool down. Yeah. Got some cold air coming in from Canada. Kind of diving into the <sighs> upper... Midwest and the Great Plains. Yeah. <laughs> and just glancing below for us. Yeah. Doesn't look like anything too cold. 30s this weekend, probably. Looks like it. Even maybe mid-30s. Yeah. Probably yeah. some single-digit overnight mm-hmm. lows, but... Probably not in Boulder. Probably not, yeah. It's hard to get single digits in Boulder this year. Yeah. In Longmont? Denver in Gun Barrel? Yes. <laughs> Longmont? Yeah. Gun Barrel? Bang yes. on it every night. <laughs> hey, man. That's well, true. What do you think the temperatures in Longmont are right now? So it's funny. We were uh, so we were at at the Avalanche hockey game on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the forecast for yesterday, and how certain sources were forecasting mid fifties for yesterday, and the high temperature. Oh yeah. And. What was it, Boulder or Denver ended up being like five degrees cooler. Wait, that was today. Was that today or was that yesterday? Oh, you're right. It was yesterday, yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, so then... <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, the forecasts were a little bit off on that. <laughs> I'd have to look, um, but in Boulder, we got to 51. Right. And what did Denver get to? Because that's where the forecast was technically for, huh? Correct. But we thought it was a little bit too high. Yeah. Just 56 was kind of like... Yeah, we were all, yeah. Like, all of us doing? were thinking, well, wait a sec here. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Seems a little high. All right, 51 yesterday. Okay. At DIA. Oh, so DIA as well? Okay. Yep, so they were a little high over there. Yeah. Centennial? I don't know. Or this is probably closest to nine news. Uh-oh. <laughs> 52, so. Oh. They got a little excited. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know where they saw 56. Yeah, was, I'm not sure either. There was, I didn't see anything indicating that high. Yeah. But either way. Anything else from um, the uh, week, the week of note? Um, that we well, can think of? we should we should uh, we should uh, note that there is a Broncos game on Sunday. So yeah, since uh, since Peyton Manning is starting, I can't <laughs> I can't help to uh, to stress how Peyton doesn't seem to perform that well in extreme cold conditions but it does look like this sunday the temperature should stay in what the upper 30s yeah mid to upper 30s so it should be a not the most favorable day for for quarterback weather yeah but good enough yeah hopefully hopefully yeah. <laughs> hopefully the broncos can uh, can win that one right ben yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I'm impartial to who wins. <laughs> With a Steelers could, and Broncos fan. You could basically Equally. cheer for every touchdown. <laughs> That's like, right. Yeah, touchdown. Yeah, touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope it's like a 45-42 game. Right? <laughs> and, yeah, we'll just have to see. Yeah, exactly. Who chokes and who doesn't. Who we moves both, on. We got Manning, questionable, no doubt. Yeah. And Ben Roethlisberger. Injured, Ooh. yeah, questionable. He, he uh, <laughs> Dis- dislocated shoulder, or dislocated shoulder, and apparently tore some ligaments in his shoulder as well. He's gonna play though. Yeah, somehow <laughs> he may have a he may have a sling on, but he may be still gonna play. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that works out. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah, we'll I'll probably make some kind of forecast, something short. Yeah. For the tailgaters. Tailgate, yeah. Looks like there might be a chance of snow. Yeah. Probably just flurries, if anything. Yeah. On Sunday morning, I would say. Would that be like a spillover? <sighs> yeah, probably mostly a spillover. Um, I don't know. Yeah. That would, yeah, that would be my guess because it's Weather pretty much it in their forecast. Pretty yeah, much I guess north, they do. Pretty Sunday much morning. northwest flow. Ten yeah. percent chance. <laughs> That's a tough call. Yeah. Those are, yeah, those are hard. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, definitely not going to cover the field or impact yeah. the game in any way. Well, we'll see. I would say I would say if anyone's going to get snow on a day like that, it's mm-hmm. more likely going to be areas over the Palmer Divide, like like Parker, um, that down in, down southeast of Denver. You think we got some northeast wind or northern wind? Why do you say Parker? Well, well the the Palmer Divide is is oriented north 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 and south. Oh, it's a southwest wind. So so maybe so if it gets if it gets a northwest wind, then it it could mm. you could see some more graphic enhancement out of that. That's true. I mean, it's not yeah. it's not the most ideal, but oh yeah, by no stretch. It's more so than Denver or Boulder. Yeah. 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 We won't expect much. No. <laughs> it really doesn't look like much of anything's going to be happening for 
I don't know, a while. Yeah. There's a bunch of systems impacting the mountains. Yeah, Aspen, for sure. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. in Steamboat and Aspen. Yeah. Colorado. Yeah. A lot of the ski resorts probably will see one to two feet. Yeah. Yeah. Over the, the next, course of the next week. So. Time to go skiing, folks. Time to go skiing <laughs> next week would be a prime time. Especially yeah. with the holiday. You'll be cashing in on that. Your three days skiing yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Dude, you're going to have a blast. Yeah, I'll probably have some sore knees at the end of the day. <laughs> at the end of three yeah. days. It will be worth it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look that cold, though. It's, yeah, it's, you're I mean, right. pretty seasonal. Yeah. It's not like it's going to be negative 30 up there or anything. No, so that's probably good. Could be windy. Single digits? Hopefully. I don't know. Could be windy. Anywhere you go. <laughs> Are you going to the same place every time? Copper? Copper on Saturday. Copper on Sunday. <laughs> Probably Winter Park on Monday. Okay. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> Mix it up. Mix it up, yeah. So you'll drive over Berthoud and Berthoud Pass? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. My friend's going to drive on Sunday, and we're going to take some kind of bus on Saturday. Okay. But that's not set in stone yet because we have the bus has to get seven more passengers, apparently, for oh. the bus to go. Oh, I see. So, <laughs> so if they don't get seven, then... I'll be driving. <laughs> but, yeah. Somehow. 70 miles an hour today at Enrel. Oh, wow. That's oh, the best I could find. <laughs> Sus- sustained at 40 for several hours. That's higher than Mesa. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah, Enrel competes with Mesa pretty well. Yeah. Right there, base of the canyon there. <laughs> yeah. But. All right, let's go to our topic of the week which is 2015 a year in review topic of the week (laughs) now just say yeah okay so how do you want to organize this do we want to focus on boulder for boulder first and then go into yeah kind of the countrywide or do we want to kind of do a little bit of both as we go through i don't know i'd say with Boulder. Alright. Do Boulder first. Yeah. Okay. Let's um, do that. I don't know what you guys have. So the main thing we have well we're gonna go chronologically. Go through January and go through December. Yeah. So first thing in February is we had pretty much a record snowfall for the yeah. month. Um which Steiner pointed out we had about almost fifty five inches of snow for the month. Yeah. Yeah, including two big storms. Yeah. More than 16 inches. Kind of a bizarre month, too, because we had we had periods where we were, we had a couple days in the 70s, and then we would drop down, and we'd see, we would experience this heavy snowfall, and then we'd rebound, and the same, so we had, we very much had an oscillating pattern in our temp, in our high temperatures. As yeah. Well, so I remember one of those storms. Uh, I could see the next band of heavy snow coming into mm-hmm. Boulder from the northeast. Yep. And I made sure to go outside. I just kind of walked around, and that was like walking through like a blizzard. Yes. Mm-hmm. There was like heavy flakes. It was like kind of like basically the snow was yes. kind of like going like you know it wasn't yeah. vertical. It was more horizontal. It looked like. That one, was awesome. <laughs> one of the bands during one of the storms looked like a, a lake effect snow band. 
and it just sat right on top of Broomfield and Westminster. And I was living in Westminster at the time, and we must have gotten about eight to nine inches of snow over a three-hour period. Yeah, that one was pretty intense. Yeah. So, it was... That was probably the most fun I've ever had <laughs> watching snow. Did you have thunder snow? No, no thunder snow where I was, but I heard there were some reports. Yeah. And for the month, I mean, we had, you know, that much amount of snow, but when you convert that to a liquid equivalent, as Ben mentioned, it was like three and a half inches of liquid. So, which was also a record. Which was also record a record. Snow, record melted precip. <laughs> yeah. And that was also the month that Boston had its all-time snow record for the season, I believe. They had like over 100 inches of snow for the winter season. Yep. I don't know if it, I guess it was probably broken in February. Yep. Mm -hmm. I think I maybe got a little bit more in March. Yeah, but not much more after that. They had a couple big 30-some inches or something. Yeah. So that'll do it. <laughs> and a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, that would do it. In Boulder, we came within a few inches, I think, of being the snowiest month ever. So, including all months. Oh, Not okay. just February. I think in November of... I don't want to say what year, but I can't remember. <laughs> I don't think it was 57 inches. Yeah. So we were just a few inches short. Wow. Huh. And we did it in the, one of the shorter months. Or the shortest month. Yep. Sure did. <laughs> so, definitely yeah, pretty historic. It was. It was. We've had yeah. a couple good Februarys. Yeah, we had, yeah. Several good ones. 2012 was a two-footer, two-foot storm. Yep. I, I was out of town. I don't know if you were here, Steiner. Or... I was, I'm still waiting for my big snowstorm. Ever uh, since I've, I've arrived in town in August of 2013, we haven't really had one. Dude, you got and two 16-inchers last year. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you remember one of those 16 inches, it was like a 60 hour event. Yeah. That we got in February this year. That's true, but. I, and then, yeah. Still waiting for that really big <sighs> snowstorm that I've heard yep. all too much about. We'll get one. You know, over, you know, like two feet over 24 hours. Yeah. Something like that. Probably be in April or May this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we haven't really. Had one. Yeah. Most of the storms have been long duration mm -hmm. in the last several years. Even the 15 or 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was like 24 hours, two days or They've something. They've been really long duration. Exactly. Stalled kind of cut off systems. <laughs> Come on, Elvin. <laughs> Cross my fingers. <laughs> Could be the year. Could be the year. Hopefully so for Steiner. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, was... I love it too. And then what else do we have? Well, we went into... Okay. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, continue on. Well, what do you have next? Well, we went into March, and that's kind of like when our season got really rainy. We had yep. kind of a really wet spring, and possibly even into early summer. Um, but yeah, March and April were really rainy. Uh, countrywide, you know, across the U.S., pretty much a lack of tornadoes in the early spring season. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting there yet. Not getting there yet, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's kind of what we have for March and April. Yeah, well, I mean, just remember how gloomy it was every day. And they were. Well, I remember that's when uh, Bouldercast 
hit the airwaves and hit the <laughs> hit the internet waves too. Yes. <laughs> yep. Sometime in early April. Yeah. And then we well, just had some good weather. Every week we were talking about rain. And <laughs> is this gonna be? Is there gonna be substantial flooding? Ah, uh, yeah. And remember how high the Boulder Creek was running there for? Several it, well, yeah, it was pretty high. Melt. Yeah. But thankfully, it was also pretty cold. It was in chilly. April yeah. And May. Yeah, you know, kept a lot of the snowpack from melting, right. or at least cloudy. Well, I just re- I just recall, you know, as you alluded, as you alluded to a little bit, how you know how high the creeks were. Yeah, and you know, we we just kept on thinking, well, man, if we Get, yeah. if we went into the mountains and went whitewater kayaking or oh. rafting or something like that, we would be in trouble. Probably <laughs> die. <laughs> and I remember, like, the Boulder Creek Path was unusable for months. Yeah. Like, all the underpasses were closed along, mm-hmm. I don't know, through downtown and near campus. And the creek was right underneath their bridges. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in a lot of spots. Yeah. But, yeah, like I said, we didn't really get the snowmelt contributing that significantly. Yeah. If we had gotten, you know, less cloudy periods and, you know, some warm spells in there mixed in with the rainy periods, you know, it could have been worse. Yeah. It could have been a lot worse, yeah. Now, the one thing that I found really remarkable in the, in the month of March was the couple times we hit 80 degrees. And I found that to be really bizarre considering <sighs> that, about that in the previous year... We didn't even get out of the sixties until May. So Yeah. So this this past year, temperature wise, during that time of the year, was extremely bizarre, at least to me, compared to previous to the previous year I was here hmm. and maybe years prior. Okay. Yeah. So I remember I forget what day it was. That we hit 80 degrees mm-hmm. in March, but it was the earliest 80 degree day. Yeah. Uh, for Boulder in the calendar year, so I forget what it was. Yeah. And I remember I had a email the NWS because they didn't recognize it as a record high. <laughs> they forgot. What? They forgot. <laughs> and I, I should actually, the lady didn't seem like she wanted to fix it, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll see if they updated it. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was definitely a record high. You know, I, I think it was like eighty two that day. I could actually pinpoint the date because it was the week before spring break, hmm. and I remember I'd gotten yeah, I'd, I'd gotten updated. <laughs> I, I remember I'd gotten the flu that that week. Oh man! So, uh, but yeah, let me see. Um... I, I want to say I want to say it was March sixteenth. It was. Yep. Wow, that's a pretty good memory. Nice call. Fifteenth yeah. was also seventy-eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was also a warm day. Yes. And yeah, they still don't have that marked as a record high, so it might go through the cracks. Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, everything on the Boulder site's manual, pretty much. Hmm. So somebody writes down this stuff every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like hourly obs. Yeah. So someone needs to be on top of this. <laughs> Agreed. But yeah, after we hit that warm day in March, it went downhill. Yep. April and May were yep. rainy and pretty much cold mm-hmm. continuously. Yep. Yeah. And we didn't hit 80 again. I remember it was a really long time. 
until May 31st. Yeah. So <laughs> March and, 16th, and the next one was May 31st. And I, and I just recall that um, when I ran the Boulder Boulder that the temperatures weren't all that warm. We were sunny on that day, luckily, but I think our our temperatures during race time were in the 50s. Yeah. We may have Not typical. The 60s. So... I mean, May is a typically rainy month for Boulder, but yep. this year was pretty extreme. I, yeah. There I forget was, what our total rain was. I think it was yeah. over seven inches. And a lot of it occurred the week of the graduation week. Because I remember yeah. that pretty vividly. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Ooh. when my family came in town, too. And it was just like every day was rain. And then it ended on... Mother's Day ended up turning over to snow, and probably Boulder got about six inches of snow, but even parts of Denver had close to a foot or yeah. a little bit less. Yeah. Your parents must have been wondering, does this happen every <laughs> single May? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was two Mother's Days in a row we had snow. Mm-hmm. Last year was like seven or eight inches, and then 2015 was, like, and he said, like five inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... uh it's a crazy month. Aside aside from 2015, 14, 13 on Mother's Day, it was in the 90s. So, oh wow, <laughs> that's a big change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. May was. Where just... did that storm bust? <laughs> I don't know. I can't find any any record of snow for that day. For Mother's Day? Yeah. Did it definitely snow? Yeah, I believe so. My car was a little bit covered in the morning. Oh, at six inches. But uh, interesting. It had warmed up really quick, so a lot yeah, of it did. melted in the mm-hmm. early morning, unless you yeah. were up early enough. I remember down down in uh, in Parker. Oh, that's right. We we had gotten got about we had gotten about a foot of snow <laughs> that evening, and then the next day it had it hit the sixties pretty quickly. We had built a snowman in the morning. And it was gone by the afternoon. <laughs> That's your May snow. Yeah. Yeah, and May only had three days without rain out of 31. Wow. <laughs> so, and two of them were at the end of the month. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember the NWS making a comment that there was a six-week period that was like the wettest six-week period or something in, the, in Boulder's history. So, and it wasn't the wettest. I don't think it was the wettest May. But, but it was probably close to it. But it was probably close. I think it was, yeah. I remember I us keeping track of short, it. Yeah. Like nine inches or something, I think. I think, you said, I think we were in the top five yeah. for Mays. Yeah, but that six week period was the wettest. Like, probably like 10 inches or something. Wow. <laughs> 12 inches? I don't know. That's crazy. Well, that's interesting then. That doesn't. The border flood beats that, so I don't know what the, I don't know. What yeah, this doesn't about. make sense. Unless <laughs> <laughs> they just mean like consistent amount of rain. Yeah, which I don't know what they were thinking because the border <laughs> <flood> <laughs> <flood>. <laughs> 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 unless it was possibly more than that. No, no. But anyway, Did it beat nineteen inches from the border flood. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't think so. I just remember seeing the NWS posted that. Yeah, but whatever. But as we went into like. Early summer, like July. Whoa. Do we have anything for June? Of course we do. All right. Oh, you don't boy. have anything for June? 
Well, I have something for the nation, but... Oh, well, we should just... We could talk about June. For Boulder. We... I can't remember June. You guys probably bring it up. Well, <laughs> I'm terrible we, with dates. Should we bring up a, a certain um, tornado that touched down? Yeah, of course. Yeah, bring it up. The... Tornado outbreak? Yeah. Well, outbreak. Or, I mean, there was a slight outbreak that day, but let's see, it was June 4th. Was it June 4th? So June 3rd and June 4th, we had a pretty good setup for severe weather in the Front Range. And that's when, that's when mm-hmm. you uh, and, made the post. And yeah, we. it was pretty unusual that the, the conditions looked like, you know, we had some pretty high uh, cape values, you know, all the way stretching basically up against the foothills. So the Storm Prediction Center extended their, you know, advisory or whatever outlook to pretty much encompass Boulder, which is pretty rare for the most part. Yep. Usually bang, usually they cut it off around I-25. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, we had a pretty good setup for severe weather. Do you remember those days? I do. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, their <laughs> supercells were pretty much popping up. Absolutely. From Cheyenne down through the Palmer Divide. Yep. Andy and I were out of town. Yeah. Coincidentally, I, of course. I was in Westminster for that event, and I I was actually at work on the Sea Boulder campus earlier that day and was driving home Ooh. through a hailstorm. <laughs> and not just any hailstorm, but this one packed a punch. <laughs> was I, that the third? June third was like a either a Wednesday or a Thursday. Um I wanna say it was I wanna say it was the third. I'd say it was probably the third. Yeah. Because I remember that day the most of the action was south of Boulder. Yes. Over the Palmer Divide. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, keep going. Yeah, so I was so I was just driving home, and I just recall thinking to myself, "Oh my goodness, this is probably going to be the first time I get a cracked windshield." Uh, was it that bad? And they big? I thought it was that bad. Could you really? But I don't think it was. Was there a warning? There was. Yes. For a large hail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. So okay. So yeah, it was it was pretty intense, and I I managed to get home safely. But I, if I remember correctly, the hail ended. By the time I reached Broomfield, mm-hmm. or even just north of Broomfield, but and by the time I was in Westminster, you know the weather it was just rainy at that point. So it looked so it looked like maybe the the stronger portion of the storm or where where the hail or the or the where the large hail was located was to the north of where I was, and then eventually it made its way to the south. Okay, at Westminster, but it was that's exciting from what I recall. I don't know if I got intense. to see hell this year. I mean, bigger than pea-sized. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I saw several pea-sized hails. Yeah. This was by far some of the largest hail I've ever seen personally. Hmm. And hmm. being from the southeast and along the Gulf Coast, you don't really get the opportunity to see that large hail. I think some people have seen quarter-sized hail and oh, yeah. probably no larger yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen bigger than quarters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say what I drove through on on this evening was about quarter, maybe slightly larger than that. Okay. No damage to your car? Thankfully, no. It's like just on the borderline of getting yeah. up the damaging. Car damage, yeah. For cars. Yeah, exactly. Like golf balls will do it, but quarters yeah. are probably fine. <laughs> 
So it was it was an it was an interesting day to say the least weather wise. Yeah. So that first day, Boulder really most of Boulder County dodged. I think so. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the threat there was a threat of tornadoes and large hail. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. most of the action if I remember was down near Castle Rock. Yeah. And apparently in Westminster. Yeah. <laughs> and east of Denver. Then that second day happened. Yeah, and the second day it looked like it was gonna have a diminished chance of severe weather. But still a chance. <laughs> still a chance. <laughs> still a chance, but lower than the first day. Yeah. In general, is what it looked like. But apparently it it didn't matter. <laughs> no, it did not. And that's when we had the the granddaddy of them all for this area. And we saw a very nice tornado touchdown. Very symmetrical. Yeah. And like the Windsor tornado back in, what was it, 2007? Yep. Uh, wait. Yeah, maybe. I think so. We had a special podcast on that one. Yeah. I forget which <laughs> oh, yeah, podcast yeah, that's that right, yeah. So, like that one, this tornado had a very interesting path and the track of it. I mean, mo- most tornadoes, you're accustomed to traveling in some easterly component. But in this case, this wasn't this wasn't to be. So, and it was mm-hmm. it was it was moving towards the west at times, and it was also a very strong tornado. I mean, it was rated an EF three on on the enhanced Vegeta scale. Yeah, and it looked so, like an EF three. Yeah, it looked like it too. It looked really impressive. Yeah, um, on radar or satellite, just the way it looked as a tornado from like the videos oh videos yeah again Matt said it was symmetric pretty good funnel cloud mm-hmm. in general saw tons of pictures of it I mean <laughs> it seemed I, I had a friend who was fishing in Macintosh Lake who took a picture of it from his from his canoe I'm guessing mm-hmm. and yeah and some of the other videos that I saw it looked like a pretty destructive tornado Luckily, it was in an area that is not quite as heavily populated. Like it was, it was north of Longmont. I think the town of Berthoud was the area that mm-hmm. was in the main in the main line, line of danger. But yeah, I mean, but still, you're you're in a fairly urbanized area overall. So yeah, I mean, it really just cut across some farms. Yeah, and I think the only damage was to a barn. <laughs> Or some kind of old house structure. Right. So we One were. House? <laughs> so all in all, I mean, sir, you know, can the situation be worse? Of course it can. But you know, give, give, given the circumstances and how populated this area is as a whole, you know, you would have to say that we were pretty lucky on this day, because when an EF three tornado touches down in such a densely populated area, many days it could be a bad day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's hard to find a less populated area right. in the front range. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, at least so, up and down. Yeah. You know, west I twenty five is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't just tornado it wasn't just the tornado that touched down. We had we had plowable hail reported <laughs> up in Lyons. Yeah, so it was the same cell or at least 
a, a, a shoot off of that cell mm-hmm. that eventually made its way to Lions, and pretty much from Longmont to Lions, yep. dropped golf ball to racquetballs. Balls. <laughs> That's a new one. Tennis ball. I think Tennis. some of the pictures were over three inches. <laughs> yeah. In diameter, so. That's massive, yeah. That is massive. <laughs> yeah, right. In Lions had the powerful hail. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And I think several weeks before that, there was a funnel cloud in Longmont on just kind of a normal day. Mm-hmm. Um, not a supercell funnel cloud, just a regular. Kind of a topographically forced one. Yeah. It never touched down. But I saw a lot of pictures of that. <laughs> Over the city of Longmont. So, yeah, Longmont was the hot spot this year. <laughs> so what you're saying is I have a chance of seeing one of these things, finally. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Or you maybe just bad luck. As soon as you come in, they're going to be in Boulder. Than- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have three yeah. in Boulder. Next thing you know. Yeah. So in Boulder... Boulder County hadn't had a tornado since 1997, I think. Wow. And there was an F1 over the on East Baseline. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it's been 20 years since we had. So that was a one in 20 year event. <laughs> that is, yeah. <laughs> that is incredible. F3 never, never had an F3, so. Right. So who knows when that last one of those was. Yeah. Back in the <laughs> pioneer days. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was that was the most exciting thing to happen in June. Yeah, definitely. That was kind of at the very end of the wet period. Yeah. And then we really dried out mm-hmm. for like the most of June actually. Yeah. It was pretty dry and actually mm-hmm. hot. Yep, summer came around. <laughs> Finally, yeah. Yeah. Yep, barely an increase after that. Then <laughs> <laughs> as we moved into July, what what did we see? It was pretty similar to the other half of June. It was pretty dry and hot. Um, there was some started July really wet. Yeah, <laughs> if you remember, um, we got about two and a half inches of rain in the first half of the month. Okay, and then pretty yeah, much nothing switched. after that. Yeah, and yeah, it was pretty. It was really <laughs> wet, and we were yeah. like, you know, we were. Kind of expecting. So we didn't actually mention the El Nino yet. Nope, not yet. <laughs> but that kind of played into everything, maybe, throughout the year. I think so. Mm-hmm. We were we were starting to see some signals, you know, not to get off topic of Boulder, but <laughs> that's fine. Hey, it's all relevant. Yeah, <laughs> teleconnections. We were we were starting to see some signs that an El Nino was upon us during during the summertime, and so even, yeah, yeah, even earlier. Yeah, kind of like maybe I mean, May. El Nino emerged May. in April yeah. and May. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Forecast to, to get stronger yep. through the year. And here we are. And so, <laughs> yeah, with El Nino in place, we would expect to see maybe a slight enhancement of the monsoon. Yep. With the increased subtropical jet and throughout the summer feeding into our monsoon a little more. And more tropical cyclones. Which is kind of what you found in some of your statistics of looking back yeah so we have a couple posts regarding that but that all went out the window pretty much (laughs) the monsoon pretty much never showed up 
you know, he came in a few, I don't know, waves, I would say. Whenever there was a few uh, tropical cyclones that yep. kind of pumped the moisture northward a little more. Yeah. Um, which were, I guess, maybe you could say early July was linked to that a little bit. And then we had another burst uh, shoot, uh, in the middle of August. And that was pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, we didn't have much of a monsoon this year. Yeah. And in general, it was kind of a hot summer, uh, at least to end the summer. But there, there was a period, right, where they had us in like a slight marginal dry kind of, and I wasn't like a yeah. drought, but it was kind of like a marginal. And then like right away, we kind of like eliminated that as yeah. we got some rain. I would mm-hmm. say that would have been like in September. Yeah, that sounds like... When we yeah. only got mm-hmm. 0.14 inches of rain the entire month. Yeah. So, yeah, we... Yeah. No one soon this year, really. <laughs> there really was the first week or two of yeah. July, and then... Yeah. It's disappointing. You know, I didn't get hardly any good lightning shots. Yeah. <laughs> that I was hoping for. And... That was a good, good summer for hiking, I guess. <laughs> I guess, really, it was... Just came... I don't know. What do you think happened in the monsoon? I mean, do you have any thoughts? I mean, every month after month, uh, CPC had, you know, Boulder and kind of the 50% chance of mm-hmm. above normal precip and to be colder than normal yeah. pretty much as well, which made sense. You know, it should have happened with as active as the Eastern Pacific hurricane season was. Mm-hmm. Well, we mentioned uh, in a different podcast, oh, there yeah. was that warm sure. blob over... The Gulf of Alaska. Yeah, that was kind of unprecedented. And that might have maybe that ridging over. It's true. Maybe kind of eliminated some of the El Nino early impacts, maybe. But um, that's just speculation. Is that a <laughs> is that maybe a PDO signal? Um, I don't think it was particularly tied to PDO because it didn't have the same signature in the Western Pacific, and then. Didn't have that same. It was what tied to the PDO? That warm blob. Oh, okay. I think they said it was it, different than that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the warm blob was pretty much just traced to that huge ridge that just stayed over the. Yeah, it was pretty stagnant. Western or Eastern Pacific and then the Northwest U.S. pretty much for six months. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like. Yeah. Up to Alaska and just allowed that water to constantly warm yeah with not much mixing yeah limited mixing and pretty warm so yeah that could have played a role maybe yeah i think there was less landfalls in the gulf of california or sorry the baja california from tropical storms than there could have been for how many storms there were Mm -hmm. i don't know what the final total was but i don't know this is kind of getting away from boulder i guess but (laughs) (laughs) Come back to that one, yeah. Later, yeah. So there was probably a persistent ridge, I guess, in the western U.S. for the monsoon season, and that was probably, I guess, keeping a lot of the moisture away from Colorado. I guess mm-hmm. maybe, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. I don't know. I think this year we'll get a lot of studies across various yeah. aspects of meteorology and 
oceanography. <laughs> to investigate that, you mean? I, not just that, but any, everything, I guess, the, which we'll talk about. Yeah. <laughs> All the different things that kind of happened this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we'll see. Kind of an El Nino year, but not a typical El Nino year mm-hmm. yet, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah, anything for August and September? Nope. I guess we just said no monsoon. It was pretty much dry and hot. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Yeah. Um, not really much else to so. to note. We were we were our temperatures remained fairly warm all through September, October, even into November. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And that was true. And then finally we started to yeah, it took a while for the first snow yep. to hit yeah. to hit Boulder. I was pretty close on my prediction. <laughs> what was the prediction? The first, my, I predicted <laughs> that the first snow would be on November 15th. And the first snow ended up being the first measurable snow. Or maybe maybe it was the first snowfall that we agreed on. I gotcha. The first, snow, the first snowfall <laughs> occurred, what was it, on November 11th or 12th? 11th, yes. Wow. Okay. okay. It's amazing. The first actual <laughs> yeah. few flakes on the 6th. But, yeah, the 11th, you were close. Yeah. I said October something. I think Annie. I don't know what I said. We forget. <laughs> it was just a wild guess. Yeah, you, you can't. There is no rhyme or reason behind what I said. <laughs> there were also a lot of days where... I mean, we had rain into November. Do you guys think um, that was part of the El Nino taking shape, or just climate change, or or both, or just the pattern we were in? I mean, I don't know what it was. I just know the models every time wanted it to be all snow, pretty much. <laughs> it would be rain or something. Yeah, like we had several busted forecasts because the models, I mean, the temperatures were close to freezing, but the models just had it cold enough. Mm-hmm. And then Boulder got stuck in this warm pocket on several yeah, occasions. Yeah, um, that once... Even that November 11th storm, there were, we got over half an inch of liquid, but only an inch of snow, so. So that snowstorm we were forecasting, we were trying to figure out. What went right and what was went it that wrong? One? No, it was one of them. Uh, there was kind of like a oh, warm, the, the warm layer. Did it rain? Yeah, I think it rained. Probably the seventeenth. Seventeenth. We only got point one inches and three tenths of an inch of liquid. So uh, I don't know. That was probably the one in Parker. Mm-hmm. Were you down there for that? I was. I forget. Because we only got, we got nothing in Boulder, pretty yep. much, and you guys got, like, 10 plus inches? It was a lot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the busted forecast. And that was that, remember that mega blizzard they were really hyping up? Yeah, yeah, and, like, I remember the models that. were spinning out three, four feet of snow for Denver East, like, <laughs> five days in advance. News was picking up on it, which, it kind of got lucky in some sense. Yeah. That it even partially verified. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was thinking... This is the one. <laughs> Could have been. It had the makings. It did. It just, I guess, ended up moving a little bit too fast. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, I think that was. Well, yeah, I think I think some of the, I think the some of the previous model runs before, were showing the trajectory of the system mm. being a lot slower. Yeah. 
and then it's and then oh, it's yeah, sped up o- over the next few model runs, and then that next model run right before the fact had it slowing down again, but not hardly enough. Hmm. Yeah, I can't remember the totals, but I I'm, I know some places got over a foot, mm-hmm. like along the Palmer Divide. Yeah. Hmm. Because it was more, it was kind of further to the south than expected. So we didn't get as much upslope here, but the Palmer Divide made out better with the northerly flow. Hmm. And he's like, I don't remember anything about that. That's crazy. <laughs> I have a terrible memory. Like, I don't remember <laughs> three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. But then actually recalling it, it's, it's another story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess my brain just works differently. I don't know. And then... <laughs> that's not right. What's border? What kind of observation is this? One day, the NWS has 0.08 inches of liquid, but 4 inches of snow. Like, a 50 uh-huh. to 1 ratio. <laughs> that doesn't make any wow. sense. <laughs> that must be a mistake. What the heck? Yeah. But... Use some QC on that. <laughs> yeah, after that busted blizzard rain event was pretty much all snow after that. Yep. There were a few marginal storms, pretty much all snow, so... No looking back for us now. Nope. All this, mm-hmm. the most recent, well, around 2016, but we ended December with some pretty cold systems. Yeah, yeah we did. With high snow liquid ratios. I, I flew back from Alabama from the 70s and 80s and back to Colorado where I got to experience <laughs> single digits and teens. So Nice. Quite, a, nice. quite a change. It was good to be back. <laughs> yeah. Then we just had that one big 11-inch snowstorm in December. Which was kind of a surprise. <laughs> yeah, to least. some degree. Well, I mean, a lot more convective than we expected. Yeah. Well, it also canceled school. I think for the entire day for the university on, on CU Boulder campus. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember uh, some of the students in my program um, didn't have to take one of their final exams as a result. Uh-huh. Since there is no makeup. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, from someone else as well. well they, they just they, totally canceled it. They didn't have to take it. You can't make up finals. Can't make up finals. So officially, your grade is whatever it was before the final. Oh man! So if you <laughs> if you like borderline, that would be pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> was it the last day, or was it? It was no. Was it like it wasn't Sunday? the last day. It was. Uh, no, because it was a Wednesday or something. I think it was. Yeah, yeah it was a Tuesday or a Wednesday. That's what I recall. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. So, so wow, yeah. And that, yeah, it was a pretty impressive storm. Yep. Yeah, we was. talked about that on a mostly in a previous podcast. Yeah, kind of what what was going on in the physics and everything. <laughs> we had that was on December fifteenth. Then we had our white Christmas to end the year. Which I wasn't here for. Which you guys both weren't here. Sorry, <laughs> sorry you missed out. Snow. Sorry, I was playing golf. <laughs> I think it started snowing about 2 p.m. on Christmas and snowed all the way into the next morning. But we only got like four inches. Oh, that's pretty good. So 
Kind of a typical quarter of an inch per hour storm that we sure. got. <laughs> a little bit of upslope, not much moisture. Those are always good. But oh. we did... Oh, I can't find the number. <laughs> oh, we had 106 inches for the... Oh, 109 inches for the calendar year. For 2015? For all of 2015, January to December, which is 10th place. All time? Yeah. 10th all time? 10th all time. That's pretty good. So, um, who knows? Yeah. We got pretty pretty well. So do they measure it all year, or do they do also just the winter? So there's both. So I just happened, you can do it for all of 2015 or just the water year from oh, okay, September yeah. to the next, I guess, July. Yeah, or something. <laughs> sure. August. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, it was. So we were pretty close to Boston, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did Boston have? Well, actually, I don't know what Boston had. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> For last winter, we had 106 inches. 2014, 2015 winter. Wow. But for all of 2015, we had 109 inches. It's only three more inches. Well, and more than exactly, actually exactly half of that fell in February, so. (laughs) (laughs) 55 inches. So. That's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty impressive. We'll take it. Um, Yeah, so that was a year of Boulder weather. Year in review. And I guess Longmont, (laughs) Tornado Day. (laughs) Gun? Yeah. And lions. Gun barrel? No. <laughs> I didn't really put down anything about the mountains. Anyone know what the, how the mountains did? I well, know we had above average last winter, right? Yeah. Especially with that um, late season snow we kept getting. When we were getting rain and border, the mountains were just piling up yeah. snow. Yeah. All the way into June. Yeah. I think some people are still skiing at Arapaho <laughs> Basin yeah. in July. Yeah. Something like that, huh? Yeah, I remember I was... <laughs> I, I went skiing in May. Uh, at Breckenridge, and I had never skied on better snow in my life. Just phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, it was just phenomenal snow. Yeah, yeah that's true. I was skiing, and I was doing, I was performing perfect turns, better turns than I've ever done in my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I just remember it was so easy to ski on that snow. So, huh. yeah, fresh powder. You're just getting better at it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, maybe so. And I just remember the hailstorm you were caught in hiking up in the oh, mountains. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. I that too. Down in uh, down near Wolf Creek, it was. Uh, we were, we were, we were on a hike out there. Our, our elevation was about um, about twelve thousand feet, maybe a little bit under that. And we were hiking, and myself and a, another person, we noticed the clouds in the sky, and we were we were basically saying, "Oh, we need to we need to turn around right now." <laughs> and we had a couple other people who were, you know, they wanted to keep going, but we we were basically, you know, insisting we need to go back. <laughs> so luckily, we did because we. We started walking back, and it started to rain. But then we we saw we saw a bunch of trees ahead of us, so we took cover under the trees as we started to realize it was not just raining, but it was hailing, mm. hailing very hard. 
and we uh, we we hung out under these trees for quite a while, at least thirty minutes, and we all we also had a dog. We also had our dog with us, and mm-hmm. the dog was did a really good job, just you know sticking, staying in one spot. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean it, it looked like a it looked like a pretty good plowable hail case. Mm-hmm. So lots of hail accumulated during that. None of it was big in any mm-hmm. in any regard, but it was all it, it was just so much of it fell yeah. over a short period of time. And then I remember going back to to uh, our our campsite that we were staying at for a couple nights, and uh, there and I think the elevation of the campsite was a couple was a couple thousand feet below that where we were at the time and there was absolutely no hail there hmm. and so maybe we were late getting there or mm-hmm. you know hail really yeah. maybe the hail by the time it reached that low of elevation it just melted at that point oh yeah that's possible yeah so yeah. uh yeah that was brutal Okay, Southwest Colorado is, oh, that's pretty good, 123%. Oh. So, pretty much all of Colorado is above normal, I would say. Mm-hmm. Well, or near normal. And it's really no surprise that the southern portion of the state is is doing pretty well. Yeah. Especially the southwest. Yeah. That's what you would expect from El Nino. Mm-hmm. The southwest part of the state to do better. But, of course, not a typical El Nino year. And right now we have just 10% of the state in a abnormally dry state. Hmm. And mostly, I don't know, it's just random splotches, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> it's not really any one region. No drought in the state. Zero percent. Good it's news. Good yeah. Uh, we started the year pretty much identical to where we ended. Ninety <laughs> percent. Uh. No drought situation and ten percent dry. <laughs> no drought, so Wow. What do you That's a do? good thing, yeah. Yep. What was the last time we had the drought? Was that twenty twelve? Or twenty Oh, sorry, that was the start of this year. <laughs> do that. <laughs> no, one year ago we had uh twenty percent of the state was in a drought. So improved this year. Yeah. To say the least. What, sorry? When was the last time we had that extreme one? Kinda like like southeast Colorado had like a lot of the farmland was like pretty much yeah know, desolate it was pretty substantial drought in the southeast part of the state not yeah. the extreme but i guess nothing level three nothing compared two. to the northwest u.s but right yeah so as a state as a whole we're doing pretty good yeah which is a good thing don't have to worry too much about wildfires yep at least yeah, <laughs> you know, speaking of uh, El Nino, have you guys looked at the latest um, El Nino and in, in so index? Um, I think I last checked it was at like two. It's higher than that now. What are we up to? It's up to for November, December, January. Actually, correction for October, November, December, two point three. Wow. Yeah. So it's still going up. Is that can you is that how's that compared to ninety seven? 
it Isn't was that still lower. It was two point three in ninety seven at this time as well, but then mm-hmm. it stayed at two point three for the next recording. Mm. For November, December, January. So that has yet to be released. Mm-hmm. But well, we'll have yeah. to keep our eye... Another couple weeks. Yeah. I still um, was reading, I thought, that they didn't think it was quite as strong. Yeah. I mean, as far as entire ocean heat content, and mm-hmm. not just the indice, but mm. depth as well, considering that. Well, it's, it's definitely on par. It's but, very close. I mean, we could see how it would, if it hangs in there for a couple more weeks, I guess, <laughs> months. Yeah, I noticed some of the Nino El Nino regions where they calculate the index. Some of them were on the downturn mm-hmm. as we came into January, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it'll peak again. It could still go up again. It yeah, could, yeah. Usually, you would see it kind of propagate. Yeah, westward. Eastward, <laughs> <laughs> you start to see the cooler, cooler water filling in with the cool down. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't looked at. Uh, maybe you get your guys' opinion on this, but I don't know much about El Nino. But usually, you tend to see more convection and thunderstorm activity shift east mm-hmm. with an El Nino year. Yes. But when I look at the NOAA website or CPC, it still looks like it's more into like central to west Pacific, and. When you look at like the outgoing long wave radiation, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just maybe that's more eastward than a typical year. I think, but I would think it would be more into like you know closer to the South America, mm-hmm. but but yeah. maybe not. I don't know. Well, it doesn't necessarily discount the convection that's occurring over in the Western Pacific. It's still it's absolutely still there because the Western Pacific is still it's very enormous. Always warm, warm. yeah. But it's just that the the uh, the the, Kel- the Kelvin waves. Right? I guess I guess this is one of the main theories out there. Is that you know what what, ca- what causes El Nino to occur is the prop is the is the pr- propagation of Kelvin waves from west to east across mm-hmm. across the equatorial Pacific, and the and this these Kelvin wave this Kelvin wave activity carries warm waters over. Towards the uh, the east the eastern Pacific, just basically the way the way I understand it, it's it's just more of a, a signal of warm, just anomalously warmer sea surface temperatures spreading eastward, mm-hmm. which is basically producing. I don't know. It just seemed like a slightly different type of setup. Yeah, with this El Nino this year. But I I don't really remember ninety seven ninety eight either. So. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can tell you. But there was a weather discussion that the weather that NOAA does daily. Like they do a daily weather discussion. You probably know that Ben. You went. I went to one of them. Yeah, and they were just kind of showing the Pacific Ocean as a whole on satellite, and showing there wasn't much of a southward. Uh, there wasn't much of a north-south advection of moisture from the tropics mm-hmm. into, you know, the western U.S. Mm-hmm. Current currently, but um, that'll probably change as we go into January, February. Right. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know. But I don't okay. know what to say about that. But <laughs> it's just a different different setup, I guess. And 
like you said, maybe just not as much heat content, possibly. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's... It also seemed like the 97-98 El Nino, like the anomalies were broader around the uh, tropics, mm-hmm. or equator. But this year, they're, it seems narrower, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's playing a role, too. It could know. be, yeah. Because, so. yeah, perhaps, perhaps the, you know, the lim- the limiting warm pool is, you know, the fact that it's not being affected northward is, is contributing to different weather, different weather patterns that we're seeing mm-hmm. uh, out, out in the ocean, oceanic waters, and also a difference in the patterns that we're seeing in the, uh, yeah. in, in our neck of the woods. Yeah. But, like yeah. I said, going to be a lot of studies. I know, yeah. Like the 1997 El Nino is heavily studied. So I think it'll be another one of those years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be good to compare. Yeah. I'm sure... 20 years later, we still won't know. I'm sure one, <laughs> I'm sure a big research question will be which El Nino was stronger. And I'm sure there will be people that will be able to prove that one was stronger Either way. Either way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, depends if you use 3.4, 3, right, 4. Right, yeah. Well, some say the Just 80... The some say the eighty three one was, or eighty two eighty three was, was strongest. was the strongest. But yeah, I don't know exactly. It's tough. <laughs> to it's say. like splitting hairs. You know? It really, it really is. <laughs> They're not the same thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. They're different areas, different depths. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Different patterns. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. But I guess that leads us into you know nationwide what happened in twenty fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We well, just. Briefly say that uh, the listeners can find pretty much a summary of what we talked about on the website. Um, I'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. But for Boulder, I mean, a summary of Boulder's weather. But yeah, for the country, a lot of good stories as well. <laughs> yeah, yep. there was a lot of activity. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we mentioned Boston already. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of drought. In the Pacific Northwest, yeah, California, mm-hmm. and it's you know, and at this point, it goes it goes to say that you know a lot of the rain that part you know California has been receiving ever since then you know obviously has been welcome rain kind of, but now it's coming to a point to where it's too much rain over yeah. too short of a time period, so. They're just getting into the wet seasons, so. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really start just to pick up rain at the very end of December. Yeah, I mean for the most part. Yeah, it's pretty dry even through the entire year. I wonder. Pretty much, yeah. Had that big ridge set up. Yeah, in yeah. the that Washington cool. State, they were in a drought, and that's pretty much eliminated. Yep, exactly. <laughs> they, I remember, I remember. Uh, Joseph and his group, they went on a couple field missions out to Oregon, and they and he said they were getting drenched by rain when they were out there. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. Setting up instruments in the rain. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, like, several states had their most destructive fires, and most total acres burned. I know Washington set their burn record. and Wow. California was probably up there. Yeah. Or Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that kind of well, made for a smoky summer across Colorado. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was pretty bad. Well, if you if you recall back in uh, like March, April, and even May, um, those areas, California, Oregon, and Washington, I mean, their their percentage to normal snowpack. Oh yeah, was in the single digits. <laughs> yeah, most every and some places zero percent. Of their yeah. normal snowpack. Up and down the Sierras. Up and down Cascades. that, yeah. Oh, it was pretty bad. It was just remarkable and really just unfortunate to see. I mean, ima- imagine what kind of a toll that plays on, you know, economically even. I mean, think about think about Tahoe. I mean, yeah. imagine, you know, they have no snow. What do we do? <laughs> yeah, businesses aren't going to make any ski money. No, for gondola rides. <laughs> yeah. To the top of a... Rocky Mountain. <laughs> yeah, we have to find we have to find some other activity for to to advertise the winter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was just it was also just super warm as well, so they couldn't even probably make Couldn't snow. Make, yeah. even if you wanted places to. like Mammoth and yeah. in Southern California, it's mm. probably possible. That's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, Montana had a lot of air quality. Uh, advisories from all the wildfires for almost like a few months yep. or more because yeah. your friend up there yeah. in montana was mentioning it too yeah <laughs> yeah it was pretty bad i don't know if we ever had any in boulder maybe one or two days yeah smoke advisory i don't know i can't remember i just remember a lot of days it was hazy and pretty much in august yeah. september yeah just couldn't see the mountains for weeks on end sometimes. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll have to see how they make out next summer. You mean how they forecast? Well, how they how the wildfire situation plays out. Because it's been pretty yeah. wet. Yeah, but yeah. If it dried out now and for the next eight months, then... It would be the same. Yeah. <laughs> exactly the same. So, like... Southern California and most of California has this, this ridiculous water shortage. It's almost, yeah. it's almost insurmountable. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what I was reading. I don't know. Was that you talking about it? Or is that Joseph? I don't know. <laughs> Someone was saying they need maybe like above average rain for 30 years or something. 30 years? Wow. I've, somebody worked maybe. I don't know. <laughs> they were something saying like their uh, snowpack. for it. They were saying their snowpack currently is like 120% of normal, hmm? which I guess is not what they, they need more, I guess, more than that, well, yeah. from what you said, but Something they would need like 300%, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they need a lot, but we got, who knows what'll happen. Yeah. But what else do we have? Oops. Well, I mean... Oh, so I, I guess early in the year, we had kind of been... The severe weather season, we had pretty much kind of an unprecedented low amount of severe weather activity. Yep. I don't know if you caught wind of that at all. Matt, Mr. Southwest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Southeast. Or Southeast, yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically the pattern that we had set up with the huge ridge over the uh, west, I guess, troughing across much of the east and central part of the country. Yeah, that's probably part of it. Conductive to severe outbreaks yeah for sure i mean typically what you want what you want to see is you know 
you want you want you want a situation where you can have a good combination of low level instability while at the same time generate a nice deep layer of of wind shear throughout much of much of your lower to mid to middle troposphere and in this and in this case with the pattern that we had it just we just couldn't generate those really intensely strong storm systems that generate those types of storms so so yeah i yeah, i definitely recall that too i mean we definitely are wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me to see that our if you go to the uh the spc website tornado numbers are probably much lower this year than they have been in previous years all across the United States. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think... I remember hearing some statistic that there was, like, a 50-some-day period where, between, like, February and April, where they... the SPC didn't issue a single tornado watch. Wow. That's incredible. Like, that's kind of, like... Somewhat near the heart of the, <laughs> the season. Tornado, well, the beginning of it, but yeah, nothing, not a single tornado watch. I'm gonna pull up. I don't know what the numbers were, but I think it was. I mean, it had to be extremely below average. So I'm gonna pull up the number of tornadoes that touched down for the entire year. Maybe a good number. For 2015. So 1,259 tornadoes. For the so year? In 2015. <laughs> Is that just reports? Just storm reports. Yeah, tornado reports. Okay. So, so you know, you could take that for what it is. It could be a, a lower number, certainly, because mm-hmm. some tornado some tornado reports could be duplicates. Yeah. So, certainly, there's a margin of error there. Okay. Does it have, like... Last year, or what the average might be? Uh, well, I'm gonna look back at some of the previous years. In fact, 2014, we had even fewer tornadoes. That's just silly. Yeah. <laughs> 1,057 tornadoes, so almost 200 fewer tornadoes that year. Okay. But if you go back into some of the years before that, we had, um,. Around a thousand, two thousand thirteen as well. So obviously our num our our th- our intuition right now isn't looking too good. But <laughs> <laughs> I would say like during the hardest of your weather season. Yeah. In like the first part of the year, it was well below normal. Like I said, there was a that period that there was just nothing going right. on. Well, and I know heading into like Christmas, or sorry, like the middle of December, there was only ten tornado deaths. Did you hear that? Huh. Yeah. And that was like an all-time record. Hmm. Um, well, we were going to set it, but then, unfortunately, there was a tornado outbreak. Well... As St. Louis was getting flooded. So, yeah. <laughs> so, and there was too many deaths. So, as I as I uh, bring up 2012 and 2011, 2012 was also less than 2015 at around 1,100. But 2011 was much higher than any of those, any of those years that I just mentioned, eighteen hundred ninety-four tornado wow. reports. Okay. So almost well over six hundred more tornado reports in two thousand eleven than last year. Hmm. So, 
Yeah. That's pretty substantial. Yeah. I mean, what's the average? Um, or is there an average, I guess? It doesn't look like there's an average, but it looks like 2010 was also a very high year with uh, over 1,500 tornado reports. Um, 2009, we had another another year of relatively high at around at around 1,300. Yeah. And then 2008, we had 1,685. So... It looks like we are kind of in a period where our tornado report numbers are lower, mm-hmm. even though, even though you know, 2015 was slightly higher than it yeah. has been over the previous years. Uh-huh. So, yeah, because I do remember that in 2011, you just couldn't buy a day where there wasn't a tornado, and now. <laughs> You know, like yeah. our into our intuition is leading us to believe there are many of those days where we can't can't get a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Like I said, there was just I was just say that there was <laughs> the yeah like we only had ten tornado related deaths heading into the end of the year, which is pretty mm-hmm. remarkable. Yeah. Like, if you look at this graph of tornado deaths by year, Andy can't see it. <laughs> but, <No>. 2000, <laughs> well, we even ended the year pretty low as well. We have had a few, um, we've had we've had a couple EF5 tornadoes touch down, most notably in 2013. Yeah, the El Reno tornado, um, that was actually the largest tornado ever recorded mm-hmm. with a <sighs> miles with, with a with yeah with a storm <laughs> with a storm width or what would be a storm diameter yeah width diameter i guess of mm-hmm. over two and a half miles wow wide man not getting out of the way of that yeah it's <laughs> coming at you yeah. so yeah so there have been some big tornadoes since then but Obviously, the numbers just, you know, in terms of the number of tornadoes, just haven't been quite as, um, as much. Yeah. I guess going along those same lines, it was relatively not much of a tropical activity in the Atlantic, in, in addition to tornadoes. <laughs> yeah. It's a good spin-off. But the Pacific was pretty active. Exactly. Which Matt can... Maybe the Discuss. most active it ever was. Yeah. It's kind of like the twenty still early 2005 Atlantic season. Yeah. In some sense. Yeah. Just incredibly so, active. Yeah. And that's partly to blame by the El Nino strengthening through the summer, I believe. Yes. And also, which you mentioned in the post, in the summer, <laughs> that the sea surface temperature anomalies were on the cool side in parts of the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. So both of those factors were probably yes. playing a role. Definitely. You nailed it on the head. <laughs> <laughs> I just took it from your post. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. I mean, all that, absolutely right. We had, in the tropical Atlantic, we had a total of 11 named storms for the year. It turns out, after, after uh, much deliberation, I would say, 
there were two major hurricanes in this past year, mm-hmm. neither of which made a landfall. We had Hurricane Danny, which was really on the border of of being just a regular hurricane and being a major hurricane. And then we had the most the more notable hurricane in Hurricane Joaquin. Mm-hmm. So those were our two major hurricanes, but eleven is usually a number a, a number that's on the lower side. What's was, what's what's the average? The average is somewhere around thirteen to fourteen, maybe fifteen. So so definitely we it did confirm that we would have you know, that we did have lower than average as as we were all expecting. CSU was also expecting that, although CSU was only expecting one major hurricane, and they were anticipating even fewer name storms than what we ended up getting. I followed the lines with CSU and was even bolder in predicting zero name major hurricanes, which was completely busted. But hey, only two. Only two. That's yeah, the average, that's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say the app in, in an average year, you, you can bank on seeing three, maybe four. Okay. So, is so, it just uh, me? I mean, I, I I'm pretty impressed by how well they can forecast a hurricane season. You know, I mean, obviously, they're just looking at like the mean and like how many storms they expect. But yeah, I know. If you were to do that for like winter storms. That would impossible. be impossible. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Would it be impossible? I guess. So I think that's pretty impressive that they can do that. It's amazing. Yeah. Maybe would we'd be within one, you know, or two. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, I know. I wonder what the forecasting scale is, though. From Andy, from what you see in the in, in climate models, um, I mean, would do you just think that uh, that the the hurt those hurricane those long range hurricane forecasters are just looking at different impulses, slight impulses in the model, and are just banking on that pot potentially being a. I guess. A uh, I don't know. That's why. I, that's why I was saying I was kind of impressed. But, yeah. But they probably also look at the conditions, like like you did, mm-hmm. the anomalies, and right? El Nino, and look at probably composite years where it had similar conditions right yeah they definitely probably yeah and they probably look at the models too yeah yeah see if it matches up Mm -hmm. and if they don't match then but uh but yeah yeah, indeed we were we were certainly expecting a fairly inactive pattern because of our because of the el nino signs that we were getting early in the summertime and 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 the re and the reason why that is is because el nino tends to produce a lot of wind shear due to the energy that El Nino produces from the anonymously warm sea surface temperatures over the equatorial Pacific, and that and that energy gets affected eastward in the form of the subtropical jet. And when when that energy reaches the uh, the tropical Atlantic, many areas in the Atlantic become heavily sheared. So that that kind of environment makes it difficult for tropical cyclogenesis tropical cyclogenesis to commence, mm-hmm. and 
as we expect, you know, our numbers were reflected what our mm-hmm. expectations were, I would say, all across the the uh, hurricane forca- forecasting community. Yeah. And also what I expected. And conversely, the Pacific Ocean is, you know, during El Nino, the opposite occurs because they because they do receive the they're on the receiving end of the anomalously warm sea surface temperatures and so as a result you expect yeah more in the way of tropical activity and they're not receiving the same wind shear that we're that the tropical atlantic is receiving and yeah. i say we are because <laughs> i used to live there in the southeast but yeah and there were several storms that had potential track to hit hawaii a lot of them that ended up diverging around hawaii but there were a lot of potential you know tracks that were gonna end up hitting one of the islands yeah so yeah they got lucky they got lucky but i mean the pacific seems still active actually up yeah to this recording <laughs> yeah to some degree right yeah to some yeah anything else with the tropics i mean um we do have that there are two tropical cyclones in Yemen oh for 2015. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. What's this thing? Sorry. We yeah. had... It's amazing. We had two cyclones yeah. that both hit Yemen, which is just really bizarre to see since Yemen has only had a, a couple cyclones come nearby in all the years prior since we've been recording. So that was really interesting to see, to say the least. And they were both hurricane strength, so mm. so a lot so a lot going on over there. Obviously a lot of panic mm-hmm. in an area that doesn't expect it. Yeah, so, yeah. It's a big desert, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine all the it's dust not... that would get blown around. I know. It'd be crazy. Yeah. So wow. that was Certainly something to take note of, and and uh, all and also right now as we speak, even though it's 2016, there is a hurricane in the tropical Atlantic. <laughs> How crazy is that? Yeah, it's crazy. It's been since 2005 mm-hmm. since we've had a storm <laughs> in January, I think. In January, or maybe not. Maybe there was one in '07. I think I think you're right. Actually, I think 05 was the oh, it was oh five oh six since okay. the oh five hurricane season stretched so yeah, into oh six. So does that okay. count into this the next year's hurricane Depends season, or is this does it get lumped into last year's twenty fifteen? That's a really good question because <laughs> in the o, in the oh five season, I recall that mm-hmm. the names. Did yeah. not get reci- Did not get like reset to back to the beginning of the alphabet. Yeah, because they went all the way down to epsilon. And the problem was because year. those formed in December, mm-hmm. if I remember, they released a tropical depression in yeah. December. Mm. So they were technically from the previous year. Oh. So yeah, so I think the last one formed on New Year's Eve, and lasted into, I don't know which one it was, Zeta, I guess. Something like that, yeah. Lasted into like January sixth <laughs> to be the latest part storm in a season or something, right? Um, but yeah, this one 
totally formed in 2016. So that's why they gave it the A, uh, <laughs> I guess. I yeah. Um. Yeah, that's interesting. Well. Yeah. So perhaps since this her, this tropical cyclone formed in January, it gets reset at the top. Yeah. Alex. Yeah. I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty impressive. Yeah. It's got an eye. It's amazing. Yeah. And this comes. I don't know where that's actually located. Um, so... 35 north, so, wherever that is. So, the last time I checked... That's pretty low latitude. It's like North Carolina. Yeah, roughly. It's... Cape Verde? It's well out into the Atlantic Ocean. I'd say it's much, it's much closer to, to the Africa mainland than to us. Oh, yeah, okay. But, uh... Interesting. It's currently... It's really impressive. Yeah, and then the other... It's heading towards Greenland. Oh. <laughs> the track is like due north. Yeah. Purling into due north. scientific Greenland. It still has winds of... Maximum winds of 80 miles per hour. Uh-huh. That would be some crazy... It was 85 earlier. So it's mo- slightly weakening. It, yeah, it's moving north at 22 miles per hour. Wow. Yeah, pretty, pretty rapid fast, for a hurricane. Yeah. Booking it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it must must want to transport some warm air over or some warm waters up to <laughs> Greenland. Maybe some crazy snowstorm in Greenland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other uh, tropical storm, Joaquin, that we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. But quite a bit of flooding in the southeast. Yeah, in September. Absolutely, and that was crazy. It was. It was one of those. Hate to say, hate to use the word perfect, but for for uh, for lack of a better word, I I would I would give it the word the term perfect s- storm because without Hurricane Joaquin. The flooding that occurred in South Carolina may have not occurred, and and the reason why is because Joaquin was a very mo- slow moving hurricane across across the uh, the Atlantic Ocean, and it was lo- at one point it was located off the coast of South Carolina and the Carolinas, and when it was just sitting there, there was a there was an area of low pressure. That was moving into the Carolinas and specifically South Carolina, and the, the combination of the stalling Hurricane Joaquin and the stalling area of low pressure over the Carolinas and an area of high pressure to the north of the Carolinas produced a very localized heavy rainfall event, just mainly over yeah. South Carolina. Yeah, it was an extremely heavy band. Yeah. It was pretty narrow mm-hmm. and kind of just sat there for days. Yeah. <laughs> and it's remarkable how well they forecast it in advance. Right. Like days in advance, they, they're like, this is going to be something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not much you can really do for flooding. Yeah. Pre- preparedness wise, I would say. Right. Just alert the public. <laughs> but there. Yeah. And then ended up being what they're calling a thousand year event. So. Yeah. Oh wow! Twenty inches of rain. That is amazing. Over 
36 to 48 hours. Yep. Hmm. So, similar to the Boulder Flood, except over a much shorter time period. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and without the t- topography. Oh, yeah. <laughs> playing a substantial role. Yeah. Well, not quite as much, I would say. Because there well, is none there. some... Well, no topography there. <laughs> no topography along the eastern half of South Carolina, but then once you get into the extreme western portion... Yeah, I wonder if there's any upslope. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> there's like 3,000 foot mountains. Yeah, there are. Appalachians. Yeah, South yeah. Carolina. So, who knows? <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty crazy. And then yep. Hurricane Joaquin. Mm-hmm. Forecast to hit the, <laughs> the metropolis of northeast U.S. Oh, boy. Somewhere between D.C. and New York City. Somewhere between there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you're coming up at an angle almost parallel to the coast, initially, you don't know. Yeah. You, know, you really tiny don't. shift in the winds yeah. can have thousands of miles of implications. Yeah. Saw. I remember there was the huge difference between the GFS model and the European model. And the European always was consistent in keeping it off sh- offshore. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, the GFS, model. yeah, the only one. I so think. really, every model was along the lines of the GFS. Yeah. For the most part. Even up to like 36 hours before the landfall. Right. <laughs> and then it was not until like, I don't know. I guess that next initialization, <laughs> yeah. 18 or 20 <laughs> 24 hours yep. before landfall was expected there. Everybody started to turn it away. Yeah. Slightly, 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 then it was gone. <laughs> evacuations, beware. Yep. Yeah, I wonder anything, I wonder what happened. Anything? think there's any evacuations? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure all the bread at the grocery store was gone. And <laughs> <laughs> from forget. everywhere from North Carolina to Maine. Don't, don't forget eggs and milk. Oh, yeah. You know, you got to have your bacon and eggs when, when you're stuck at your house with no electricity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, some some of those people might have gas. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that was... Could have been a pretty epic storm. Could have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. Category 5? At one Four, point. Five, yeah. And ended up huh? impacting no one. Except for the Bahamas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. We had quite a bit. Yeah. And That was really it, though. Yeah, really. The U.S. lucked out. Except for the flooding, yeah. Um, yeah. And do we have anything else? Well, for I mean, this year? It was a really warm early winter. Oh, yeah. um, like November, December. I forgot who was who I heard it from, but they were saying that like parts of the Northeast, some of the flowers were blooming oh. because it was so warm. I believe <laughs> it. Goodness, yeah. But I know up until last week, my parents hadn't had any snow in this year, all well, this winter. <laughs> yeah. So they just got like three or four inches this last weekend. So pretty. Pretty crazy not to have snow in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Must awesome. have been a welcome sight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. They got some this week Everyone too, right? Snow a little more there, I think. Yeah. I what? See they got some this week too, right? There were some clippers kind of coming in. Yep. There was actually thunder snow. Ooh. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Two to three inches an hour. 
snowfall rates. Uh, That's what you want, Matt. That's what you want. That was yesterday. No, it must have been Tuesday. But, yeah. So the whole east has been pretty much without snow as well. And I think most places got their first snow when that Arctic front moved through Mm -hmm. a couple days ago. Yeah. But, yeah, that pretty much topped off what the NCDC is saying is the warmest year on record. For the whole U.S. Oh boy, five point oh oh one. I don't know what the official number was. Um, but that was in the news. You know, September was the warmest September ever. November, December, so <laughs> every month there. You know, saying it. But I think we did end the year the warmest year on record for the Earth. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> so. What does that mean? Uh, it's just a little bit warmer year and some I guess, global yeah. warming. Yeah. Pounding. I guess. Could be. But Boulder ended the year one just one degree above normal. <laughs> which still put us at about number twenty, I think, for the warmest years. Just one degree. <laughs> one full degree above one normal. One full degree Fahrenheit, that's it. I think the earth was like two and a half degrees. Wow, you have to you have to be up there to get your warmest year on record. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty high. Although pretty those are warm. different scales, <sighs> whatever. <laughs> I was only considering the last thirty years for Boulder, but yeah, climatology. I think the sure. other one was for the nineteenth century, but whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> it was warm. It was warm. And yeah, Boston isn't gonna be breaking any snowfall record. No, <laughs> I don't even think they got any snow yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. A little different year this year. Different setup, yeah. Yeah. Do we have anything else? Well, I mean, there was a lot of flooding in parts of the middle of the country uh, after Christmas, which was where where I was for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much three days in a row in St. Louis. Well, most of Missouri and Illinois, too. And even, like, the south, like Texas and uh, maybe Louisiana. Possibly. Yeah, and even in my <laughs> neck of the woods, too. Flooding? Just a lot of rain, or both? Well, I don't I don't necessarily think that we ever had any flash flooding, per se. Mm-hmm. There was there was one, uh, we, in my, in my town, we were issued a tornado warning one night, and it never confirmed, but we ended up getting about three inches of rain in an hour. Yeah, that's so, a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, so that was that was the one flash flood that I recall, and all of our Christmas decorations got knocked over by the wind. So, <laughs> no lightning. Oh yeah, lightning. Oh okay, yeah. <laughs> plenty of lightning. Oh, wow, that's nice. Yeah, December lightning. Plenty of lightning. I can't remember the we last thunder we had here. We were well into the seventies. Uh, so. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, but then the flooding in St. Louis, we had three days of rain, uh, and there was, so the Mississippi runs north-south, mm-hmm. but uh, it wasn't really the Mississippi that was flooded, it was like this smaller tributary, which is like the Merrimack River, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like western part of like St. Louis County, and it just like, you know, all that rain consistently kind of like the 2013 flood mm-hmm. it just rose the lo- water levels really high and like it flooded a couple of highways yeah um and even one of the highways which doesn't usually 
flood compared to the last flood uh 1993 so it was probably one of the stronger floods in a while for st louis what did they say a 10-year event i'm not sure 10 year (laughs) a five-year event (laughs) <laughs> I have to look back on it, but, <laughs> but I know they were saying that the Mississippi, all oh, it's going down into Louisiana, and they were talking about trying to prepare for that. And mm-hmm. They were saying, I think the levees are going to hold up down there. That's good news. Yeah. But it's a lot of water going down yeah. into the Gulf. So, yeah, that's, that's the last thing I could think of <laughs> for 2015. <laughs> well, I do, I do remember... When, whenever that story that story was really erupting, when after after those after those uh, those floods occurred, you know the the, the whole concern across across the board along the Mississippi was indeed, you know, will will there be river flooding from from this? Because you know, you, you imagine that that's one of the that's one of the dece- the deceiving things about you know. Whenever one area receives heavy rain, and then that water gets transported via a river, same thing happened with the with the South Platte after uh, the Boulder flood. That water yeah, went moved east, into yeah. into uh, Nebraska into mm-hmm. North Platte, and many areas in North Platte experienced flooding as a result of an event that they weren't even a part of. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, there's two people that live there. Yeah, I know. They had to watch out. <laughs> they, they really do. So, uh, so yeah. It, the, and this was really no different. So, yeah. It's a great year. Lots of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of memories. Hopefully, we can bring 2016. Yeah. <laughs> well, brings just as nice, uh, interesting as weather. Yeah. Yeah. Start things off with a bang. <laughs> Nothing too crazy though. No, no tornadoes. No, unless they're across the farmland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let us chase tornadoes from afar. Yeah. Anything else to discuss? Um, I guess I would just say that. Uh, thanks for listening to Bordercast. Yeah, it was the and first. Sticking with us for this year. Yeah, we've been online for. A little, little over half a year. So, uh, thanks for your loyal support. Hopefully, you'll stick with us in 2016. Yeah, we should be sticking around, and got some more ideas for the website and interesting podcasting ideas. And, yeah, uh, a couple, yeah. A couple new products on our website that we'll be outlining in the next few months. Yep, <laughs> maybe adding some more local meteorologists to the team. Yeah. So. In addition to Matt, Joseph, Andy, and myself. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was a good year. Yeah. Well, you guys, you guys all take care out there. Any any time, any time you find find some weather that is interesting. Yeah. Always feel free to report it. And, yeah, for sure. And uh, we'll we'll be sure to get it to get that information out to everyone and. Uh, yeah, we got a few photos this year. Yeah. <laughs> Always just remember, Boulder Cast, a Boulder take on weather. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> take care, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.